The muses did sadly sing of the trickster god Prometheus, who smuggled fire from Mount Olympus in a stalk of fennel and taught men to send tribute of offal to Zeus, keeping the best meat for themselves. Zeus's wrath was great, and he bound Prometheus to a stone where an eagle would devour his liver each day. Ah, it's a living. This is the Sarcastic Voyage podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. But I was reminded of the existence of, uh, of, of uh, Mario Tube, the Lost Levels. Right. Which is the biggest bastard of a game I have ever oh, played yeah. in my entire... No, 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 no. There's poison mushrooms. Mm-hmm. There's like, okay, oh, good, a power-up. Hey, it's poison. Yeah. There's, you want to talk about Nintendo hard. There's backwards warp zones. Yeah. Like, oh, good, a warp... Hey, it takes me and back remember, to one. Remember, you couldn't, like, go back if you found one of those, too. No, 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 no. You couldn't scroll back. Like, you're stuck. Yeah. You have to go. Or you can wait until the time runs out and die, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if you look at it, it's like World 1. Oh, fuck you. Yep. And then th- it's possible to get stuck sort of at the edge of the screen where you can't go anywhere. Like, yep. if you didn't pick Luigi, you can't jump high enough and you just can't get to certain things. Yep. It is just the biggest bastard of a game I have ever played. It's like, I'm pretty sure there's a level where Mario's in a wheelchair and there's no ramps. It's that kind of a game. And kids, in, <laughs> I, I, it just makes me wonder, like, what how things would have turned out. Like, things would have gone very differently in this country, in, in, well, if, in that country as well. If we had not had Doki Doki Panic instead. Yes, which I call Mario for babies. Right. Like, which I call one of the best Nintendo games ever. I'm not, I'm not disparaging it as a game. It's still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But it's way more cartoony and way less hard. That is true. Than, than the, what ended up being Mario 2 in Japan. I just I wonder like if kids would have grown up tougher. If they'd had to deal with this just poison mushroom bullshit. See, I feel like that could have gone two ways. Either kids would have grown up tougher, or uh, just we never video games would have stayed the fad that they almost were. Now, there's no like, way. There was a ve- there was a time back in the '80s where like video games almost didn't. Oh, I know. There was a period. Didn't make There it, was a period know? after like, the Atari died before the NES came out where they thought yeah. that was it. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. You can you can no, play that... existing versions of Tapper if you like. Yeah, but that's it. That's all you get. Or if you were uh, playing on the Nintendo Root Beer Tapper. Oh, right, of course. Yes. My my parents owned a bar. They they had just Tapper, just yep. proper Tapper. It was nice. Well, I mean, you could just go to the bar and just be just, Tapper. I could just throw beers at people. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Seventeen sixty-eight. The relationship between Britain and its then colonies in North America were strained. Revolution was on the horizon as taxes were raised by Parliament without allowing American representation. Ah, Mr. Franklin. 
What brings you here in these uncertain times? Why, the uncertain times themselves, Mr. Jackson. The very tensions between the colonies and Britain are the reason. Letters are why I'm here. Of course. Are you privy to the letter from Massachusetts written by Samuel Adams? And I'm afraid I am not, but you see, I too feel it is my duty to help free us from the shackles of those oppressive British. So much so, I have decided to join the fight. Ah, good show. But too long, we have been subjugated. You will get no argument from me on that. Subjugated to the letters C, W, Y, and J. I'm sorry? So I've taken it upon myself to come up with a wicked new alphabet and reformed mode of spelling. Uh, you are the Benjamin Franklin, aren't you? The famous physicist. Uh, and don't forget the inventor of the lightning rod. Oh, heaven forfend that I ever forget Benjamin Franklin's invention of the metallic spike. How could you indeed? And it's metallic and Benjamin. Well, aren't you just wacky? Uh, 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 it's act now. Right, right. Uh, all right, but what's your problem with these letters? Ex-wife's initials, were they? How dare you, sir? I am still technically married, though I admit I have regrettably not seen her for some time due to a fear of the sea. Can't believe I'm saying this. Sea as in water, or sea as in the letter? It, why the water, sir? Well, it does separate us from Britain. True. And thanks to Franklin's alphabet, speaking from an ideological standpoint, the colonies be far removed from the hated English. Ah, ah, you said the letter C in that. You can't even keep up with your own idiocy. No, I didn't. It, uh, it was a K. No one dared enter or leave the city of Thebes, for its gates were guarded by a mighty sphinx. Those who faced the sphinx faced its riddle, and those who failed to answer correctly were torn to pieces. And so it came to pass that the wise King Oedipus did approach the gates of Thebes. Stop! What goes on four legs at one time, on two legs at another, and then enters into an icky relationship with his own mother? Ooh, wait, I know this one. Okay, uh, the fox has four legs, so I can't take it across at the same time as the chicken. <sighs> one of them always tells the truth, and the other one always lies. Look, it's not that hard. Quiet, I can get this. Uh, now, if a chariot leaves Thebes going 50 cubits per hour... It's you! The answer is Oedipus! I will be caught. We threw away. We didn't catch. We kept. Look in a mirror, idiot. You're going to have sex with your own mom. Damn, this Sudoku sucks. Greetings, Wanderer. How might I serve you this day? I seek... Uh, wait, why are you speaking English? Why are you speaking English? Hmm, point taken. I seek a new daisho, made of the finest quality steel, now that my master is dead. Just a moment, sir. Ooh, I'm afraid we're just fresh out of our regular sword sets right now. 
Can I interest you in a rare Chachi instead? No, I, I don't swing that way. Sir, how could you resist my elegant Kisaki? I've told you I'm not gay. Sir, please, just feel my powerful Fukura. This is officially sexual harassment now. Freeze, sap creep! I'm Detective Brick Slabchest. And I'm Officer Twink Slender Cheeks. And we're taking you in for 12 counts of unauthorized time traveling, 9 counts of quantum event rejiggering, 6 counts of radiation surfing, and 4 counts of sexual harassment. You fools! You'll never take me alive, time coppers. Ha 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 Hey! My money! He's gone back to the future. I'm going after him. You stay here, rookie, and protect the time stream. Uh, how, how the hell do I do that? I don't know. Reverse the polarity of some shit. You figure it out, nerd. So... Ah, uh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Forgot you were there. Sorry about that. What about my money? Well, there's, uh, there's not much we can do about that, sir, until the time stream is repaired. Hmm. Do you want to come back to my place? Yeah, all right. Hey, Sally, did you you want to play volleyball later? Sure, but let's drop some marshmallows first. What a perfect night. I haven't been able to talk to you guys in ages. This party is such a great idea. Everyone's getting to catch up. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than this. Oh, I can think of one thing that would get things moving. timeout. Oh, what? We need to practice. We're on with the Capulets tonight. I know, I know, but I have to stop off at Juliet's. I think I might have said something wrong. Aha! If you're having trouble speaking to fair ladies, surely I can assist. For despite my hideous appendage... Despite my hideous appendage, I have a fair way with words! Jeez, Cyrano, we know. Quit asking. Got my own stuff to say to her. Anyway, we've practice fencing nearly to her place, and I need to talk to her. Well, who are we mere mortals to stand in the way of sweet love's sweeter bosom? Uh-huh. Later, man. <clears throat> what light through yonder window breaks? Oh. It doesn't. C come on, Jules. Poetry worked last time, and I've got a whole bit here about you being the drippiest honeycomb in the hive. Uh, or the prettiest honeycomb. I, I can't really read this. It's getting dark out, and I was counting on that breaking light. 
please give me another shot. Listen, I know I haven't spent enough time with your family. I'll make that up to you. I'll come to dinner. I'll come to dinner without knives. Okay, not the family thing. I was sure it'd be the family thing. And, you know, all the stabbing. Maybe you don't think I spend enough time with you. I get that. I've been busy, but I swear that's all going to change. We'll go see whatever shows you want, even written by that Marlowe fellow you seem to like so much. Am I not enough like him? Is that it? The way I look? Because listen, I'll change. I'll go to whatever tailor you want, even that Venetian one. No more poofy pants, no more lace. It'll be leather and cod pieces from now on. I swear. I pushed too hard, didn't I? You felt pressured. You've got at least 20 years before you'll inevitably die in childbirth. You want to take it slow. Well, I promise, no marriage until you're at least 16. I can wait two years. I can wait forever for you, and I won't even discuss... <clears throat> plucking the rosebud until you're 18. Okay, okay. It, it wasn't about marriage or gardening, but I know what it was. I swear on the surprisingly binding new britches that I'm going right out to buy that I will never, ever counsel suicide again, no matter how romantic it seems at the time. Jules, are, are you even up there? Am I soliloquizing with you or uh, monologuing with myself? You didn't drink poison without me, did you? Because that would be so like you. Well, I don't need you. There are plenty of other girls lining up to pour poison in my ear. There's this Danish chick just gagging to drown with me. Jules? Alright, Autobots. This is a stealth mission. I don't want any of the local humans knowing we're looking for Decepticons here, or they might panic. Me, Grimlock, love stealth mission! Quiet, Grimlock. Stealth means quiet. Me, Grimlock, understand. Quiet! Now, Sideswipe and Bumblebee, I want you to check out that warehouse. Grimlock and Huffer, you, uh... Uh-oh. Here come some humans. Quickly, Autobots! Transform! Hey, Tony, did you hear something? I thought I heard voices over here, but all I see are a couple of trucks, a couple of cars, and this here 30-foot silver and gold Tyrannosaurus Rex. Me, Grimlock! Robot in disguise! Hey, you there, the blonde flat-top with the bison muscles. Blow it out your ass. Are you tired of porcine particles sticking to your wife-beating wardrobe? Blow it out your... Actually, I am. Tell me more. Then eat shit and die. Wish those bloody tatters of T-Rex would just melt away? Oi! I bloody well do want one! Sick of demonic debris coming up at your big fucking gun? <laughs> oh, I see. Alright. Two rocket jumps for yes, one for no. Then you need the new wonder product, Jimbygon. Guaranteed to dissolve any clinging viscera, whether it's skeleton shavings, ghost cuts, and Nazi nods. Live a clean and carefree extra life with Jimbygon. Available now. You, sir, would you like a free sample of the new wonder product, Jimbygon? <coughs> 
Oh, yes, I forgot. Uh, can you at least nod your head? Can <coughs> look up and down. What kind of mutant marine monstrosity are you? That's a half-life of a full man, I say. You need the new Wonder product, Nick, be here. Guaranteed to deliver... <coughs> And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. When we last saw our heroes, they had finally made it to America. Which is a thing we've been promising for literally three years now. Naturally, they spent their entire time in an England-themed amusement park, because that's how we operate here at the Adventures of Nick and Willikins. We join them now on their return flight home, as Nick contemplates opening his own England-themed amusement park. In England. Miss! Miss! Oi! Could you bring me more beast crisps? Miss! Sir, there are a number of issues jockeying for attention at the moment, and I feel I must raise those issues now. Uh, you and your issues, Willikins. How many is a number? At least six, sir. Uh, I shall allow you three. <sighs> Very well. Firstly, it's considered quite rude to kick the seat in front of you on an aeroplane, particularly at the level of force and velocity with which you are currently kicking. Oh, nonsense. There's nobody sitting in front of me. Nobody that matters, anyway. Of course, just me. Secondly, there's no miss to bring you your, as you say, beast crisps. This is a private aeroplane, sir. The only person that can bring you food, as ever, is me. Which brings me neatly to point three... Ah, uh, finally! I thought this whinging might go on until bloody mothering Sunday. As the person currently piloting this vessel is in fact me, perhaps I could again impress upon you the importance of not kicking me whilst I do it. I don't know why I made you my pilot anyway. The number of jerrys you've shot down since we took to the air is appalling. But not interestingly enough, zero. Oh, I remember why you're driving the plane. It's because you're my chauffeur. And driving an aeroplane is no different than driving an auto, yes, sir. That doesn't sound at all like me. Oh, of course, I do beg your pardon. Willikins, fetch me some fish and chips and go stand in a queue at Arad's. I hate the Irish. Do I really sound that... uh, comically pseudo-English? Using the word comically extremely generously, I'd say that's a fairly accurate representation, yes, sir. I always fancied myself a right jolly blighter, but you make me sound like quite the tosser, you does. The truth, much like your foot, hurts, sir. Willikins, I don't trust your judgement on most things. God knows you're rubbish at just about everything you do. But... Hmm? Oh, no, that was it. Of course. Oh, I know. But I do trust you to know what's English and what isn't. I mean, it's not like you're French or something. That may be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, sir. If I'm to open England land, I must first learn what it truly means to be English. And to do that... Uh, Willikins. Sir? Uh, how can I do that? Sir, this is beyond my scope as a butler-slash-footman-slash-valet-slash-chauffeur-slash-aeroplane-pilot-slash-chef-slash-food-taster-slash-bodyguard-slash- At least half of those are lies, Willikins. I've no interest in your slash-fiction. How delightfully droll, sir. Uh, there was a question in there somewhere. Ah, right. Who should show you what it means to be English? That's what I said! Well, traditionally, sir, this is a duty assumed by one's parents. Do I have parents? Sir, much as I know you'd like to believe that you sprang fully formed from your own forehead, yes, you have parents. Everyone, I feel I must point out. 
has parents. What? Even the Irish? Well, sort of. But you for certain have parents. What? Like like a proper living mother and father? I always just sort of assumed I was an orphan. No, you're just English, sir. By the standards of other cultures, you might say your parents are a bit emotionally distant. Oh, considering I can't bloody remember either of them, that seems like a bit of an understatement. Sir, you have the attention span of a Punch and Judy audience. Oh, Willikins! Is that a Punch and Judy show? <sighs> there is not, sir. Oh. The bloody octopus. Does Nick actually have living parents? How has this never come up before? And what the hell are Beast Crisps? Find out in the next increasingly contrived episode of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins! Today's show has been brought to you by Poison Mushrooms. Fuck you, you're getting a Poison Mushroom. (laughs) Yes, from the people who brought you not Poison Mushrooms, it's Poison Mushrooms. Poison Mushrooms. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> do uh, do do anti power ups still exist in video games? I think so. Yeah. Do you st- I think it's an interesting uh, like it's an interesting added thing to put in video games. I suppose so. Hey, a power up? Nope, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Hey, dinner? Wait, no, it's a pile of shit. No, sorry. You thought you were getting the uh, cooked turkey leg, or the pizza with a slice out of it just sitting on the road but really you just got shit yeah literally a pile of dog shit yeah so we don't eat pizza off the road <laughs> what is wrong with you like what were you raised in a barn don't go digging around in the trash can people, for a turkey leg people who are raised in barns eat pizza they find on the on the street yes oh they're known for it no oh. i've That's never how you become amish i've never met anyone who was raised in a barn oh. i mean i've met plenty of people who leave doors open those motherfuckers. Yeah. But that's, those are people who were born in barns. Yes. Not raised in barns. No, I don't think... I think Amish people build barns. Yeah, but they don't... They're, yeah, they're not raised in them. No. They're raised in houses. Yeah, you know. They're still human, you know. They're just humans from a while ago. Oof. Humans from a while ago. Yep. So we got some mail here. All right. Got a few pieces of mail. First one comes from our old pal, Pat McDonnell, and he says, Greetings, Al and Matt. Just wanted to drop you guys a line and say, I love the new format, especially the radio adventures. Well, we've, we've, we're not doing those anymore, but but thank you. Thank you. They were great while they lasted. I thought so. Uh, you guys are doing good work over there. I have but two humble requests to make. All right. More, and he spells more, M-O-A-R, which is, a, which is an unconventional more. way to spell that if I've ever seen one. More. More dick jokes pulls. Pulls, P-L-Z. Okay. Pulls. Pulls? Is that how you say that? Pulls. He wants us to make more dick jokes. All right. And uh, more Mr. Smloun, please. Uh, no. Mr. Smloun is still dead, as I recall. Mr. Smloun had a had a, had a long stretch of appearances on this show going back to quite some time ago. And yes, I do think he died. Tragically. <laughs> I don't remember. He lives in the walls or something. I don't know. I don't remember. He was in hell for a while. Yeah, but you know. And then he then I he do. visited Santa Claus. Yep. I, it's hard to keep up with what that guy's up to. And in in any case, if he belongs to anyone, he belongs to drunken time travel. Yes. He just he was making guest appearances over here. Uh, also, just wanted to remind you: the only way to financial peace is to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boners, Pat. So I didn't realize Jesus could help me with my finances. 
Apparently he can. See, I thought he didn't have any money. I thought he was poor. I thought that was his thing, give up worldly possessions, and maybe I'm thinking of the Buddha. Yeah, I was going to follow in the footsteps of Scrooge McDuck. Right, and swim around in your money? Yeah. That seems very unhygienic. Well, I, he cleans them, you know that. I don't know. I didn't know that. Does he? No, he does. There's, there, I've seen like scenes either in DuckTales or in the comics where he's polishing his dimes. Oh. That sounds super, super dirty. I don't know what you're talking about. Polishing his dimes. There's your dick yep. joke, Pat. <laughs> Next one comes from Scott Zioko. He says, hey. Dear Voyagers of the Sarcastic, really? Not one motherfucker in that Comic Sans bit? Come on, guys. What do what, what we... Did we do a Comic Sans bit? We did. But uh, what are we, Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I'm not going to steal your bit. I'm certainly not Shia LaBeouf. See, that's that's topical. It is topical. I fucking hate that guy. I'm sick of hearing about that guy. I know that. Yep. Uh, this final one is something that came to me for, uh, to my work, and All I right. just felt like I should share this. Uh, this comes from Walter Bruce Willis. <laughs> okay. And it says, I, I'm not going to read this entire thing. I'll, I'll read highlights because it's kind of long. Please be my partner. Compliments and glad to meet you, though first on email. I am Walter Bruce Willis, a popular movie actor based in the United States of America. You may recognize if me if you are good with American action and thriller movies. My most recent movie appearance is in Red 2, which is being rated among the world's best movie. I wish you will watch it. <laughs> I have been in the acting industry since 1980s. I have achieved and acquired a lot... But I believe that my carrier would not be complete if I do not own my own best-selling movies before I quit acting. I will be in your country to shoot my own movie, which has some of your culture settings. Uh, I have it all talk. I have it all takes with the shooting arrangements ready. But the government of your country gave me a condition that I must pick a native of your country as a partner before they allow me to come for the movie making. They stated that citizens of your country must benefit from the income generated from the movie, and it goes on and on like that. Isn't he an American? It says, I am German, but grew up in USA. I am nice, friendly, and very responsible. Ah. I've not, I've heard he's actually a jerk. Yeah, he is actually a jerk. I've heard that numerous times. Yes, but this says, I am nice, friendly, and very responsible. Well, I mean, if the man himself is saying that, I can't really argue what, with What that. am I to believe? And it's got attachments, which are pictures of him. Mm-hmm. Including his, what appears to be his passport. <laughs> well, look at that, Walter Bruce Willis. Why would he lie about that? I get you got me there. Please reply and we will talk more. I like you. Kindly accept my friendship and partnership for mutual benefits. Huh. So uh this, Yeah, this uh this Walter Bruce Willis fellow seems like a very friendly guy. Yes. He seems quite on the up and up. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't enter into a partnership with him. Yep. So I'll be doing that. This is just your notice that I'm about to become very famous because Walter Bruce Willis and I are about to make a movie in your country. Oh fine. Just so you know. Listen, Walter, just because you kill Hans Gruber, don't make you Hans Gruber. <laughs> Very nice. All right, as ever, our website is sarcasticvoyage.com. If you want to contact us, as these fine people have, mm -hmm. it is sarcasticvoyage at gmail.com. Uh, and with that, we wish you safe journeys. Safe journeys. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. 
It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2014. Wait, is this really a... <clears throat> when the god Hermes was a baby, he snuck into Apollo's pasture and stole 50 of his best cows. He wrapped their hooves in bark, tied brooms to their tails, and drove them backward out of the pasture. He then tied bundles of branches to his own feet. Apollo liked music better than cows and didn't even notice. Listen, this isn't even a bit... This is all part of the actual legend. It's all here, in this book. Even the part about Apollo liking music better than cows. Yeah, I honestly don't know. So anyway, then Hermes sacrificed two of the cows, then strung their entrails across an empty tortoise shell. Look, I haven't even gotten to the winged hat yet, or the part where he kills his mother's hundred-eyed servant. Those fucking Greeks, man.